0: Add Fitbod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me/slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D.me/slash Zabe. Gambling on football, you say? Well, well, well. Today on the Zabecast, what's the pronunciation difference between Needham Mass and Dedham Mass? And is there a guide out there to help me out? Today, you are in luck. Mr. X on the Nats' incredible escape against baseball's Terminator gun, Josh Hader. And Larry David says to Phil Mickelson, Oh, really? Your bonus 40 minutes of gloriously uncensored me is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. Oh, ho, ho, ho,
1: ho, ho, ho. Here we go.
0: Thursday, October 3rd, 2019, thank you for joining me and yes, I'm sorry, Milwaukee, but as George Costanza once said about his now late fiance, he had a feeling of restrained jubilation. Yes, I was rooting for my Nats and I would have been okay with a Brewers win. I still think the Nats probably deserved it this time around. Didn't I tell you people – what do you mean, you people? Didn't I tell you people uh, that I would default to a root for the home team no matter what situation when it came to direct Milwaukee slash Wisconsin versus D.C. type situation? So I rooted for the home team. You want me to root for your team harder than win home field advantage? I felt bad, terrible for uh, Brewer fans. It was a gut punch. There's no question about it. One of many gut punches. But as Al Swearingen once said, pain or damage or fucking beatings don't end the world. The world ends when you're dead. you got a lot more in store. So pick yourself up, give some back, and get back in the game. All right, more on the uh, game last night as well as the baseball playoffs. Mr. X with a Thursday appearance to talk about betting the playoffs in baseball, if you are so inclined, and just an overview of how the postseason may play out. But before I get to that, this paying players and the name and likeness thing has been all over the talk radio and television, and there's a lot of angles out there. There's a lot of bad arguments out there. There's some decent ones as well. But my feeling is now the argument has been won just because California passed this bill. Mind you, it's not supposed to even go into effect for four years. Mind you, it may be struck down legally. Mind you, the NCAA may decide, hey, we're going to get out in front of this and we're going to mitigate this law or this situation with sort of allowances for players to get endorsements, etc. But it feels like, oh, the argument's been won in the eyes of many in the chattering class, and you got LeBron James to boot on top of it, so it feels good. LeBron was right there with it. It's over. It's a done deal. California said it, and the rest are going to fall in line. Maybe. But here's the thing I'm going to tell you people to watch out for. Watch for the next argument. Because there's always a next argument. Because this argument about these kids should be able to use their name and likeness and get paid was always about fairness, not about anything else. It was a fairness argument. And the reason that fairness arguments to me are always some of the most annoying is because in the real world, the, the supreme laws are, is what you're doing legal and is what you're doing sustainable from a business model? If A and B are good, there's no reason to change. So in the case of the NCAA, the model of playing intercollegiate athletics in exchange for scholarship, room and board, coaching, training, tutelage, cost of living, meals, etc., etc., has been deemed legal by the courts. Perfectly fine. Secondly, the demand for scholarships far outweighs the supply. Hence, you get those videos in which a kid who was a walk-on at some football or basketball team is finally awarded a ride and they videotape it and he is in tears and he calls his mom and his mom is in tears so if it's perfectly legal which it is and there is no shortage if there's no threat to the model of running the ncaa system why change it well because the answer is lebron and it's not fair okay So when it's a fairness argument, there's always going to be a next argument to come to watch out for because fairness never rests. There'll always be something more unfair or the other unfair thing that has to now be addressed. So here's what I predict will be the next argument. Player A is killing it endorsement-wise. Let's say it's the next Zion Williamson or the next Tua Tunga-Vailoa player B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way down the line, they're still getting screwed, is what the pundits will say. Because he can't capitalize on his name, image, and likeness because eh, he's not that famous. But he's still very essential. He is the left guard on the Alabama Crimson Tide, and he is going to become a first-round pick in the draft. And boy, isn't it a shame that is making two hundred grand a year on billboards and endorsing the local Kia dealership, and this guy's getting nothing. You don't think the pundits, the Jay Billises of the world, will just sit back and go, well, Dems the brakes, you know. Not everyone gets great endorsements. No. The next argument is going to be this. They're going to say, well, the team and the school should be required to purchase his nil rights from him as part of their broader marketing agreements. They will argue that, well, we're still not paying the players. We are just compensating these other players for unrecognized name, image, likeness rights. And we can all agree that everybody should have their nil rights. And all we're doing is we are compensating them for unrealized, unrecognized, untrapped nil rights that... Not everybody has the time to go out there and hustle those up, and this is unfair. Remember, this is a fairness argument. This guy's getting a lot. This guy's not. Unfair. Then the next, next argument, because remember, these arguments never end when it comes to fairness. The next, next argument after that will be, why are there GPA requirements? That we don't need GPA. Well, come on, as long as they're enrolled in the school That should be good enough. If they want to be a D student and maybe rally up later on in their career, fine. You know, Bill Gates was a D student, or they'll make some example like that. I don't know if Bill Gates even went to college and what kind of student he was, but that's irrelevant. They'll make the argument, why have GPA requirements, which will lead to the next, next argument, which is why do they have to be students at all? That will be an argument that is made, I don't know within how long, Probably sooner than you think, because the train is rolling down the tracks. Fairness, 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 fairness. So once we get to that point, the current college sports world will likely start to disintegrate. It will split. It will fracture. I believe there will be about 50 to 60 competitive, virtually semi-pro college football programs that say, all right, giddy up, let's do this. There might be 125 college basketball programs out of the, what, 362 or 400 and whatever D1s. And so the rest will then form into an NCAA 2 type of deal. May not be called that and may be run by somebody else. Who knows? And guess what? I'm open to the fact that maybe that will be great. Maybe the new semi-pro sort of college football and basketball environment with a third as many teams as we have now, only the program's willing to roll their sleeves up and get deep in the money business of paying players by hook or by crook, by nil rights or direct payments, maybe that'll be great. Maybe I'll say, God, I should have been more open to it. Or it might completely suck. You might look back and go, man, kind of missed Stanford being in the conference. Too bad they opted out. You know, Vanderbilt, they really weren't much in football, but it was always an easy SEC win. Sort of wish we had them back. Maybe you won't miss them. All I know is that college sports' best days are behind them, and it's going to get steadily worse from here. Network models like the Pac-12 college, like the entire college Television network model that looked like such a lucrative thing. You know, the Big Ten was out in front on this and they killed it early on. But cable is slipping. The bundle is breaking. And so, therefore, these network concepts like the Pac 12 network or the Longhorn network, which nobody gets, the ACC network, all those will end up folding. And we can look back and go, you know, college sports peaked around 1998. And then it started really going downhill. Of course, you also had just yesterday the video footage of a Tennessee running back being arrested for an outstanding traffic warrant, which the coach, Jeremy Pruitt, said was the silliest shit he's ever heard of, and it was a nothing burger, and why are you arresting my player? He may have a point there, but then the player, while on the back of the squad car, told an intern who was in the front seat on a ride-along, where I'm from, we shoot cops. Oh, great look the same player that apologized and said the classic line I'm he said he was ashamed of his comments and that this is not who I am. Oh really? So you're saying a false version of you came out at that moment. Right. Meanwhile Mike Francesa has an idea. Don't you want to hear Mike Francesa's idea when it comes to playing playing, paying collegiate players. I apologize for the two minutes of your life. You'll never get back after you hear this one. But here's the Pope's big idea. There's going to be everything. I have a
2: system, which I I would never give the NCAA that I thought of that, you know what, because I I, I would hate if they adopted it.
0: But um, I felt. All right, let me pause right there. I would never give it to them because I'd hate if they adopted it. But I've got this system. We're off and running 10 seconds in. It's already fucking gibberish, but go ahead.
2: Everything. I have a system, which I I would never give to the NCAA that I thought of that, you know what, because I I, I would hate if they adopted it, but um, I felt that the way to do this is give each kid credits for going to school. For each year, he stays there as a student athlete, he gets a credit. When he leaves the school... If he goes to the pros or at any age he wants after he gets his diploma, he can cash in his credits. They're vested for him. So they're like a pension, but he doesn't touch the money while he's on the campus. They're a pension for him. That's why I said create a deal where they get to get pension credits for each year they play. They get a credit. What's that credit worth? That credit is worth, for them, if they don't go pro and they want to come back and get a degree, they get free college. Their kids get free college. And they get a pension at 45 for each year they get X number of dollars into the credit system, and there's this huge system that pays off that way with a pension. That way they're getting value for what they do. They're also getting an education, and there's no
0: corruptible money because there's no money being changed hands now. That's the kind. Yeah, it's no money. It's just credits. Okay, what's a credit worth? Money? How much? We'll figure that out. A pension. Does Mike Francesa not understand that overly generous pensions are sinking? Various entities, government entities, they're sinking entire states. Who in their right mind would get into the pension business for college athletes? What sports are we talking about? Only revenue sports? Are you going to give a volleyball player a pension? Oh a my system God. that has to be created, otherwise they're dead.
2: Because once money's being exchanged at this level, it's over. Number one, what is the source of the funds? Are these guys independent contractors that are getting paid
3: by big shirt companies or are the schools funding them?
2: No, they the, paid, money coming the, from? the money's coming from uh, Adidas. The money's coming from Nike. The money's coming okay, from so Fox. The money's coming from ESPN. Then. The money's coming from CBS. The money's coming from uh, athletic companies. The money's coming from all
0: athletic companies, whatever that is. Companies like that.
2: Okay, but you alluded to them being an employee of the school. Uh, and they will the be school. an
0: employee of a school. They are not now. They will be. <laughs> I mean, I listen. I come up with half-baked ideas myself. That is as little baked. That's barely even an easy bake bake oven idea from Francesa. So let's uh, before we get to Mister uh, uh, Mr. X here. Now this, this is audio you will like. It's only one minute long, and it's a guy who filmed just a sheet of names of cities in Massachusetts with your pronunciation and style guide. And when I say it is way more complex than I ever knew, I am not exaggerating.
4: If you're ever in Massachusetts, you might want to know this stuff. All these towns and in H-A-M. These ones are pronounced ham, these ones are pronounced um. Framingham, Wareham, Bellingham, Waltham, Wilbraham, Ashburnham. Dedham, Needham, Rentham, Hingham, Chatham, Pelham, Stoneham, Rainham, Wenham. A lot of these places are named after places in England or in the English style. You have Leminster, Leicester, Worcester, Gloucester, Weymouth, Yarmouth, Rehoboth, Barnstable, Dunstable. And then these two have native origin. Cachituate, situate. Uh, these ones are all pretty tough: Tuxbury, Bilrica, Reading, Peabody, Quincy, Carlisle, Haverhill, Lowell, Stoughton, Woburn. Uh, these two are counties: Suffolk and then Norfolk, Norfolk or Norfolk, but Norfolk is wrong. <laughs> and uh, this is the townie bonus round: Wareham, Lemonster, Leicester, Worcester, Gloucester, Yarmouth, Barnstable, Carlisle, Woburn, Dorchester, Winchester, Watertown, Charlestown, Boston. Go Sox! <laughs>
0: You don't get any better than that. Holy shit. What were the two Native American towns again?
4: Weymouth, Yarmouth, Rehoboth, Barnstable, Dunstable. And then these two have Native origin. Cachituate, Situit. Cachituate and Situit. Cachituate
0: and Situit. Origin.
4: Cachituate, Situate.
0: Can you imagine going there in Massachusetts? You've got a whole sheet that's explained. He had him on a sheet. He was filming it with his phone. Half the towns that end in H-A-M are ham, the other half are um, and there is no rhyme or reason. Classic stuff. Gambling on football, you say? Well, well, well. If you've done it before, you want to get back into it, or you just want another place to reliably play, where you know when you win, you're going to get paid because remember that's the whole deal. Winning is nice, getting paid even nicer. Thank you, Mister X, for the comment. Bottom line is this: my bookie, mybookie.ag. They've been with us now for two seasons. They are a solid book. They pay when you win, and they are very straightforward. Plus, they've got a great array of ways that you can wager on games. An excellent interface, excellent mobile app as well, and great customer service. You know there have been. A small number of hiccups along the way, and people have emailed me directly and said, "Hey, I had a problem with my bookie." I send one email, boom, off to my rep at my bookie, and the problem is fixed like that. Mybookie.ag. Now, listen, if you want to maybe bet a little bit and win big, try some parlays. They're kind of hard to hit, but they're fun to play, right? Join now, and my bookie will double your first deposit. And you thought he was just a pretty face. And you thought he only knew football on Fridays. Of course not. He is Mr. Season Totals, as you know him in baseball. And he's not just good at guessing season totals. And it's not a guess, by the way. It is a gift from God. He loves baseball. He lives baseball. He thinks he can manage in the major leagues. He is Mr. X. How about that job by Davey martinez For our Nationals on Wednesday night. Pretty, pretty good.
3: It was brilliant. It was was a brilliant performance by Martinez. I'm not down there, and I don't know if uh, the local media has picked up on it or if they're just hyping it, but he had seven or eight things that I thought were brilliant.
0: Let's walk through them, by the way, and uh, my friends in Milwaukee, Mr. X, are crushed.
3: Yeah, I'm sure. they, They sure gave that one away. That was a tough one to lose. And they're also
0: they're also second guessing some things. I think there's some people up there that think that council has misused Hader all year, and that the six inning stretch, two inning save, caused him to lose effectiveness. And certainly on Wednesday night, he didn't have control to save his life. Tuesday night, excuse me. He was he
3: was just wild enough though to be scary, which is well you know, true. Not the worst thing
0: you saw Robles first pitch first at bat, not only staggered, but like stumbled. It was like John yeah. Kruk on yeah, a high and inside high. pitch. The yeah.
3: ball was high and he's, and he's hitting the dirt. He was scared.
0: Exactly. Um, well, I'll, throw,
3: I'll throw this at you. This is a combination of whichever side you're on. I don't buy hindsight. You know, this is baseball. You can pinch hit Babe Ruth versus an average player. And he's going to hit four hundred. Does that mean when the six times he gets out was it the wrong move? I mean, you
0: you can't do that. (laughs) You shouldn't. You shouldn't have hit pinch. You shouldn't have pitch hit the bambino there. He got out. (laughs) Out. Dumb play. Nobody ever says that.
3: Yeah, you can't. So I don't do the if it worked it's right and if it didn't work it's wrong. I mean, it's a numbers game, and in one game anything can happen. So. Yes, some of the things didn't work. And have I watched Hater all year and can and talk to his overwork? No, he. I was just hoping the Nats would get through Hater his get his count high enough that he couldn't throw the ninth. I didn't expect him to pull out. Which the,
0: uh, which they did pull it out. Which yeah, they did. We didn't
3: get to the ninth is what I meant. I didn't right. think they would take the lead in the eighth. I just wanted to get him out. But okay, you asked about good moves from Martinez. Little things, like I said, they're not hard. First of all. The roster for the day was a great move. I don't know uh, Rizzo ov- obviously gets part of that, but carrying three catchers, something they they hadn't done ever, so that they could pinch it. Um, Gomes, good idea. You don't need ten pitchers for
0: well, one game. Well, plus you had uh, you had Z- Suzuki with you know coming off an arm injury. Yeah. So you wanted that extra extra yep. flexibility in there.
3: Yeah, I think I think playing Kendrick at first was gutsy. Because a normal manager just plays the left-right percentage game and starts on um,
2: Matt Adams
3: or goes with the face of the franchise and says he's earned it. Martinez says, I want to win the game, and Kendrick is the guy. I'll give him that.
0: Well, um, m- remember the last time we were in this spot, the manager at the time, Dusty Baker, said, I'm going with Jason Worth. He's the old yeah, guy. He's, he's earned, earned it. it. And he was luggage.
3: Yeah, and Dusty earned his way out of town. But anyway, (laughs) okay. Uh, I was in favor of starting Strasburg. He's going to win the side and and it's his regular day. However, in hindsight, if I'd known that his plan was to throw Max on Strasburg, he did it in the right order and that was smart. Other than that. Okay. Secondly, using Strasburg out of the pen. Shows me he understands one game and he understands October and gets your two best pitchers for eight innings and stop the. Oh, God, you know the line from Matt Williams and Dusty Baker. Well, we did what worked all year long. You know, this isn't July, this is October. That was the key. It was his first time out of the pen in his career. Right. Not a lot of guys have the guts to do that in a one game. They just throw in the relievers. And when you lose, you say, well, our bullpen blew it. Well, be a manager and do the right thing. Uh, lastly, but staying with Max was really sharp because most guys managed by the scoreboard. Oh, we're down three nothing. I better get him out. Max was pissed when he gave up that first inning dinger. You know, he got squeezed, walked the leadoff batter on a strike three, was kind of pissed. And the next pitch was a homer. After that, he pitched very well. I hate the thing when all the analysts say or highlights, every time a guy hits a homer, you go, oh, look, he made a mistake there. Every home run is not a mistake pitch. Sometimes they hit good pitches. Right. That curveball was on the down and away corner, and the guy golfed it for a homer. You don't say that's a mistake. Sure. Tip your hat, good hit. And he, so other that's than the that, Thames he
0: homer. Well. Right.
3: Yes. That made it 3 three nothing or 3-1. Three, 3-0. Three three so you don't go, uh-oh, another homer. He's like, I think he had the sense to say, Max is pitching fine, and I'm going to let him ride this out. Instead of just be a uh, you know fantasy league manager and say three nothing, I better pull him. So I think I give him credit for his patience. He also knew enough that if the game was on the line late, it didn't matter if it, what inning it was. He wanted Zimmerman's at bat, and he what he ran him into the on deck circle at least two times, and then pulled him back because it wasn't the right time. Right, that was gutsy. And then he got him up when he needed him in the right spot for Eaton in the eighth, and it was luckier than hell. That that broken bat flare landed, so you don't get credit for for um, right. him getting hit because he should have put pop out in the inning. Yeah, but if, still he maneuvered it just right.
0: If the, I'll give him that. If the broken bat flare floats yeah. gently into the glove of Orlando Arcia, we're yeah. not talking about any of this.
3: No, well, we don't know what would have happened in the ninth, but you're right. Well, assuming
0: everything else would unfold yeah. the way we thought, yeah. then yeah, but. But that's It was, was deep. He yeah. might
3: not have been able to throw much into the ninth. We don't know. But, hey, we don't have to know. No,
0: go we on. don't. <laughs> and then I'll give him this.
3: Most managers would go lefty-lefty to open the ninth. Um, Milwaukee had the lefty lead off, and they'd overmanage and say, well, I'm going lefty. Do little socks. Go with Hudson. Screw the lefty-lefty. Uh, and, and he resisted that temptation. Most managers go lefty-lefty and then blame the pitcher. So I think each one of those things is falls into one category, which is manage a one game, which is so different than being a manager over the course of the year where you're balancing your yeah. bullpen and keeping players happy. Screw the happy, win the game.
0: <laughs> Do you regret not being in town for it? You're you're up in Maine closing up the mom and dad's <laughs> cottage.
3: Well, it sure looked like fun. But had I been there, it would have been a different outcome, I'm
0: oh, sure. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. The fatalistic thinking yeah. of now Mr. I'll be, X. i should
3: be back for, I'll be back for Sunday, and, that, and that'll be fine. Yeah. Dodgers.
0: You know. Well, they, there you go, and here come the Dodgers. So looking at the numbers of the Dodgers, they are almost league best in every category, including, yes. including some of the advanced metrics, as they say. The interesting thing is that from the articles I read, they say maybe the two Achilles heel or weak points of the Dodgers is Kershaw because he's historically a terrible postseason pitcher. Like he has a 9 and 10 record, which is hard to believe. And his velocity is down this year to a career low just about 91 or thereabouts. And they say Jansen as a closer is no longer terrifying. Other than that, this team is bulletproof. In yeah, theory. no,
3: you're you're right. Um, I would like to think a weakness is deeper than one of the best pitchers in the game was not good in past playoffs. I mean, it's right. not a lot to hang your hat on.
0: No, it's not.
3: I do think Jansen is vulnerable. Uh, he's nowhere near automatic. It's nice to not be the only one with a suspect bullpen. <laughs> right. um, and hey, you know what? Which one? Davey Roberts has done well in the postseason. He manages to win games. If you know what I mean, not just like pull the same old things. I think you're going to see starters uh, out of the pen before that series is over.
0: You know, on a really? off day,
3: there's no way I wouldn't throw Strasburg a ninth inning if I needed to. You mean for before, the
0: Nats? You don't mean for no, the for Dodgers? Both. Oh, for both. For both. Okay.
3: Uh, no, I mean, he threw Kershaw to beat us last time we played him.
0: They did. He split the ninth with Jansen. He,
3: Davey Roberts understands, you know, roles are over now
0: with right. the game. And yeah. that's
3: really important in October. So I think we will see them. But they both have bad bullpen, so we may see some juggling around.
0: Yeah. Um, do you know that uh, Tom Lovero, longtime baseball writer, just tweeted last night that he has never been, this is the first time he's ever been to Dodger Stadium in L.A. Uh-huh. Is that not the most inconceivable thing you've ever heard? Have you been? No. Oh, man. But, hey, of course, I don't
3: get freebies like Levero. Come
0: on. I know. <laughs> well, right. It, first of all, covering sports, he should have been out there. Of course, I'm not saying this in any critical way because I've never been to Fenway. I never made it to the old Yankee Stadium before they tore it down. I haven't been to the new Yankee Stadium. Was never at Shea. Haven't been to Citi Field. So, there are certain blind spots in all of our resumes, but I couldn't believe he's never been. I can't believe you haven't been. It is, God damn, if it ain't baseball heaven on earth, I don't know what is.
3: Yeah, well, I've done, I've only done, the, uh, I've done the big ones, but I'm not going all the way to West Coast. I've done Wrigley, I've done Fenway, about a 1000
0: Why not? No. What do you mean you're not going all the way to the West Coast? I
3: don't know.
0: You should go to one of these games out there. I know you're kind of busy right now, but still.
3: Wow, that's it. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to do that. <laughs> Maybe game five if we go that far.
0: Okay, game five. A uh, d- deal. Can
3: you write me a hall pass?
0: <laughs> I, I will. I will. I will call and I will ask your wife if you can go, and I will go with you. And game five. It's on. We're now, committed.
3: Now, now we got. Now we can. That's a deal.
0: <laughs> okay, that's a deal right there. All right, we're watching the A's and the Rays right now. In the other wild card game, and we were texting during one of the most fucked up shifts I've ever seen. Even the ESPN announcers are like, "Wow, I haven't seen this." Basically, the uh, the Rays shifted into a four outfielder lineup Softball. with nobody left of second base. Nobody.
3: Zay, if you want to know the truth here, you've probably done this before. When you're texting somebody and another text comes in and you think you're responding to one, I did not know I was sending that to you. No way. I didn't know.
1: That's
0: so funny. Uh,
3: there's there's a guy, uh, one of my baseball gurus, it's an uh, uh, Oakland and Milwaukee guy was texting me back and forth in that game. And I looked up, I have it on and the volume off. And I said, you know, I kind of said, what the hell, you know, slap the ball the other way. You know, I, I can't stand it. And then I look and you're responding and I'm like, Oh, yeah. Okay. I going yeah. to send you that, Dave. <laughs> exactly.
0: And, and this yeah, is I mean, one this of those. Is,
3: this is October. I can't believe a pro athlete would not slap a base hit to the opposite field in a playoff game. I just can't believe that. Is
0: it that you don't think the hitter can do it or that it is strategically not worth it? Worth it.
3: Uh, strategically, it's damn worth it. However, I think there's just – I think they have a hard time checking their egos. I think the more you play four outfielders, the more you swing harder. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, you think I'm a power hitter? Watch this.
0: Right. Oh, I see your shift. Well, I'm going to hit it over your shift, so fuck off.
3: Yeah, exactly. Well, right now – I can see doing that in June. In October, you know, slap the ball the other way. Get a couple men on base and see if you can catch up. I I don't get that.
0: How about you just bunt the ball over there?
3: Whatever, I just say slap it. Whatever. Bun it, slap it. Yeah, I don't care. Just look. You can't do it with two strikes. Just the, but on the first couple of pitches, look for something out and just slap it and take the hit and say, let's go. It's a team game. But well, they don't do
0: it. Tampa right now up 5-1 on Oakland, bottom six. Tampa has hit a couple of moonshot home yeah. runs in this game. And I'll be honest, I have very little interest in either team, but I will get into them once they make it through to the next round. Speaking of the next round, care yes. to give us some thumbnails, some Mr. X thumbnails on each of the major league teams sure. in the playoffs?
3: Well, I guess the first thing I'm going to tell you is I have a rule in baseball. The best team rarely wins. It's not football. It's not basketball. Okay. And I had a guy say to me, Oh, so you don't want to be the one team?" I'm like, sure you do. I'd rather be the best than not the best. But the idea that the best team wins the quote tournament is just doesn't happen who's, like in the other sports.
0: Who's the best team? The Astros,
3: the Astros and the Dodgers. I said would would be in the World Series in March. They're the two best teams, but that doesn't mean they're going to get there in the short series. Those are the two teams with no holes, okay. other than maybe Jansen. Okay, I mean when you say your hole is that Kershaw. Come on, I mean those hey, are the best I, teams.
0: I was reaching. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, no. Exactly. Yeah, they're so. good
3: teams and they belong there. But you know what? That the thing is this. You know, you spend all year looking for value. When you get to the playoffs, the best thing you can usually do is watch the games because what happens is the best teams, the numbers are too high. The odds, you know, are too high. And it's hard to take most of the dogs. So what I do in the playoffs is I take the dog or I pass the game. Because you just can't do it. Now you got all these daily shows that are popping up. You know, there's gambling shows all over TV and radio where these guys are picking winners with no regard for the fact they're laying 185. <laughs> and, they, and that's just stupid. You know, there's still going, Hey, I got I went three and two last week. And I'm like, Yeah, you lose money doing that.
0: Because <laughs> you're laying one eighty five. Because right? you're
3: laying, you know, you don't, and they, they don't really know a damn thing about gambling. And when they're laying, 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 laying. That doesn't do me good. I could sit there and tell you the four best teams are going to advance because they they probably will. But probably only two out of four do. So, if you bet the four favorites, you lose.
0: So are you betting individual games in baseball or are you betting series <laughs> in the playoffs? Do I have to pick one? <laughs> I'm just asking in general. Yeah.
3: No, in general, it's a case-by-case. Case. I might like a particular matchup. Um, I might really like a series. I tend to like playing in a series. But for example, I, I you know I like underdogs, and these numbers are too high. I really thought I was going to play the Cardinals to win the NL, but when they had to throw uh, Flaherty on the last Sunday of the season, that really changes the makeup. Right. That changes it a lot, because that guy, very quietly, is the best damn pitcher on the planet right now. Sure. And um, when you have to, granted, he can still go two and five, game two and game five, but yeah, I just don't like not being able to use them in the opener. But you know, all the right. Astros and the Dodgers should be there.
0: All but- right, let's let's go let's go series by series. Okay. Uh, past the wild card, and we'll start. Dodgers Nationals, give me a two minute or less okay. thumbnail. Few thoughts on that series.
1: Um,
3: it's all about the well, Dodgers. Actually, also are weak versus left handed starters. Even though Corbin has not pitched well on the road all year long, Dodger Stadium's pitchers haven't. Man, if he if he if he wins that first game or pitches well, it's a two-one game. Dodgers are feeling the squeeze real quick. I think the Nats have every bit it's every bit an equal series. I like the Nats chances to go one and one out in LA and then come back here and have a shot.
0: Okay. Braves and Cardinals.
3: That's a great series. I like <clears throat> I like the Cardinals. Actually, you know what? The Braves win in four or the Cardinals in five because Flaherty goes game two and five. And okay. Wins whoa, whoa, both. whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry. <laughs> the, the, the Braves win in four or the Cardinals in five.
3: Right. Because <laughs> the Cardinals guy going game two and game five will not lose.
0: What does that mean so, exactly? You're well, taking thinking, both sides.
3: That's correct. If I had, okay, if I was playing it, I would play the cards. <laughs> I, if they can get themselves to game five, they win that series
0: okay. as an underdog. Okay. Yes. All right. So there's that. I
3: didn't mean to sound like Doc Walker
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> you just pick both teams. I'm I like,
3: guarantee we win if we show up.
0: <laughs> if we show up. Are we uh, going to show up? I don't know. I but don't if know. we do, I guarantee we're going to win.
3: Yeah, thanks a lot. Okay. I, tried to, I used to say I looked for the if they show up line on, and I can't find it.
0: All right. Does Acuna have to have a big series for the Braves to win?
3: Doesn't have to should be nice.
0: Right. Do you believe that hitters that are star hitters influence series more than better pitchers or no?
3: Uh, I believe in yogiism. Pitching beats hitting or vice versa.
0: Or vice versa every time. Or at yeah, least 80% time. of the time, all the time.
3: It's 80% of the time, it's automatic. No, I don't know. It's, okay. you know it, you can, you, it can be either one. There's no set rule for me.
0: All right. On to the American League. Let's assume Tampa holds on here. Uh, It will be Tampa versus Houston.
3: Oh, Houston will uh, steamroll them. 3-0. Oakland has Houston's number. If they found a way to come back tonight, which it doesn't look like it's going to happen, Oakland could have taken Houston. Tampa cannot. Houston in three, if that's what it is. Really
0: interesting. Isn't there also bad blood between Oakland and Houston, or am I imagining a certain?
3: I think you're right. The bottom line is, Oakland has a better record than Houston since mid-May, and they've beat them eight out of twelve.
0: Right, they, ha- they can
3: play them. They match up. They match up with them, but it doesn't look like they're going to get a chance.
0: Our friend uh, Scott Shirey, big Astros super yeah. fan, you met him in Vegas. Sure, he, he was super salty about the caliber of Oakland A's fans, calling them low rider, jocking, tattoo riddled rednecks in the area, and I laughed. I said. Well, he's not necessarily wrong, but Oakland's wearing these sweet green unis tonight. They're like a flat Kelly green, sort of a throwback to the old days of, oh shoot, Vita Blue blue. and uh, Reggie Reggie when he was there. Mm -hmm. Such a good look. I just hate hate that their stadium is shit and that they're so small market, you know their team is full of guys that only hardcore dudes like you have ever heard of.
3: Yeah, well, Scott's comeback next time with them needs to be. It's really hard to poke fun at A's fans when there's only like 12,000 of them a (laughs) game.
0: Although, look at the stands tonight. Place is full. Sure, sure. Place is full. Okay, so there's that one series. The other one is the Yankees and the Minnesota Twins.
3: By the way, real quick, I didn't say the Nats are a 210 underdog. So that's why I'm taking them because I think either team can win that series. Now, the same with the – I didn't see
0: 210. I saw 185. Okay. Price varies. Okay.
3: Okay. Now, the um, Twins line and Yankees is about the same. I love – that's my best. If I had to – if I were a gambling man –
0: If you gambled.
3: If I was. Yes. The series I would play is the Twins. They're around plus 200 also. The Yankees have the worst starting rotation in the playoffs. They have all year. They just count on out hitting everybody. They do have a great bullpen. They count on out hitting you. Twins can hit. I think the Yankees will be playing from behind the whole series. And I'll tell you what: when you win 104 games and you skip behind early, that news starts tightening. Yeah. quickly. You know, you're like, oh my God, how could we be over this quick? We won 104. And with their starting pitching, I expect Minnesota up in the third inning every game. That's not good for the Yanks. I, I see the I see the Twins pulling that upset.
0: All right. By the way, for anyone who wants uh, additional gambling advice, strategies, and whatnot regarding baseball, always good to go to callmemrx.com. dot You can see Mister X's service levels, and uh, he can be at your disposal to help understand gambling on baseball which is a whole different ball of wax. Uh, What percentage of guys that bet on football also bet baseball? 20% less? I mean, it's. Yeah, that's a tough one. Baseball is a tough sport to bet. People do, but it's just, it's not as simple to grasp per se as football. uh, And it's super random
3: maybe but well, i guess i would say the difference is baseball's a marathon not a sprint. True. It's a grind. You got to be patient and work it over the whole year.
0: But but now we're in sprint mode.
3: Well, yeah, but there's no plays now. I mean, you know, everybody says, hey, like for example, you just made, if you were one of the guys who subscribed in March and got our season totals that killed it again this year. Now you're going, "Hey, I Give just me- got paid." What do I do with this? I'll put it on the playoffs. And I say, put it in the bank (laughs) because you're not going to, you know, you're not going to have locks in the playoffs like we had during the season. You are just not.
0: Because?
3: Because these are matchups and anybody can win. The favorites are good and the lines are too hot. So in theory, you play the dogs, but there's only a couple games. There's no guarantee you're going to hit those. I would play the dogs before I play the favorites. But, you know, so you're going to. Hope to win a you know a small amount. It's just not the same. Yeah, just too small of a window, I guess.
0: All right. Very quickly, have you seen MLB's new postseason promo called "We Play Loud"?
3: I uh, can't say that I have.
0: You should check it out. I'm going to play it right after we're done here for our listeners. But it every you know the last two years. This remember last year the MLB official promo for the postseason was "Break the Rules." And it was all about you know, hey man baseball we're we're bat flipping, we're having fun, oh, yes, this is not your father's boring ass baseball, well, the new one plays on that theme saying we play loud, and it's a very well done you know forty five second video that splices these modern players in full color into old black and white footage of baseball games
3: it's oh yes. I did see that. I did see that. All right. Sorry, I what do you?
0: What are your thoughts of it, and what are your thoughts of this new generation of baseball being played? Quote loud.
3: Oh, hey, you got to try something. Sports are dwindling. I mean, I get that. I like the way they're trying to attack it. i be on, when I had when I say I saw that. I admit the volume was down, so I just saw the old
0: pictures. Okay. Of,
3: you know, old geezers. I'm not right. really sure what they were after there.
0: Okay, but, but. still, how do you feel about the bat flip and the stunting? The expressiveness, etc.
3: Yeah, there's a there's got to be a medium. I'm with Harper in the make it fun again category. You know, this idea that baseball players have to be robots and show no emotion while football guys are rowboating through the end zone. I mean, that doesn't seem fair, does it? (laughs) However, you know, these guys are doing you know all these little intricate dances, and you can't even like show happiness. That's crazy. It's time to be, you know, it's time to have fun, and I think Harper's dead on with that. Now, having said that, don't be a dick, <laughs> right? Okay? I mean, right. it's just—it's one thing to be happy; it's another thing to just be a jerk. Yeah. And you know, the incidents of that—that's—they just have to be separated.
0: Don't be Manny. Ma- don't don't be Manny Machado, and yeah. don't spike guys at first base. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Right. That's not having fun. That's just being a jerk.
0: Right. <laughs> All right. Very good.
3: Uh, I want to throw one last thing at you about the Nats that I just remembered. You know, this team's got a boatload of chemistry. They keep talking about all their dancing and having fun and all that stuff. I ask you name a team in history that had really good chemistry, had fun and lost. (laughs) If you're losing, they call it not being serious. Right. So I hate the chemistry thing. Oh, look at the chemistry. Well, they're not winning because of the chemistry. You call it chemistry because they're winning,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs>
3: you know, if if you're celebrating and having fun, and you and you win eighty games, that's when you get um, traded on the airplane, like Billy Bean did to Giambi's brother, you right? Because you, you're fl- so it's like, oh, look, they're having a great year because they have chemistry. Uh I don't really think that's fair.
0: Chemistry is a trailing Characteristic, not a leading characteristic. Exactly.
3: But they love to put the cart before the horse, so to speak.
0: All right. Very good. Mr. X, we'll see you tomorrow for our football Five Ways Friday. We'll get back into the NFL. We'll talk about how we did last week in the Westgate Superbook contest. We will pick some winners. I have a, a game that jumps out at me a mistake in the Las Vegas line, Mr. X, that I plan to destroy. (laughs) <laughs> Just kidding. I, we'll make some I, can picks. I have that one? All we'll right, ma- we'll make some picks. We'll see how it goes. Thank you, Mr. X.
3: Okay. They say baseball isn't like it used to be. They're right. It's faster. Younger. The kids are here. And we play
4: loud. We
0: are
3: witnessing
4: baseball
3: history.
0: We'll end on this today. It is incredible that the very cynical argument I made against Phil Mickelson skipping the U.S. Open at Aaron Hills two years ago, only to go see his daughter's graduation, it's so funny that the very cynical argument of, oh, really, that I made has now been made by one of my favorite TV characters and actors, Larry David. In a Fireside with Phil chat, here's what it sounded like. Let
1: me, let me ask you this question, uh, if, if I may. Where was the open play the year that your daughter graduated? I'm just curious. Just curious. Uh, it was at Aaron Hills. Aaron Hills. Aaron Hills. Uh-huh. And correct me if I'm wrong. Aaron Hills, you kind of got to be... Straight and long, is that is that right? Yeah, you need to hit bombs there. You need to hit bombs there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Brooks Koepka won there. He was oh, hitting bombs. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh uh-huh. And yet you, you couldn't make it because you, your daughter's graduation, huh? That's interesting, interesting. Because... <laughs> you know, it seems to me you wouldn't have had a chance in hell of winning over there and... How convenient that your daughter was graduating. It's true, I wasn't hitting bombs then. Yeah, Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. it is true. Yeah. Uh, I'm hitting- So this whole graduation thing was all a bunch of uh, a bunch of baloney, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, oh, look at the good guy. He's going to start his daughter's graduation. You, you know you couldn't win. So it was an excuse. Uh, took the week off. It took the week off. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I got it. But I'm hitting bombs now. Oh, sure. Of course. Yeah. No, I'm hitting bombs now. Oh. If yeah. it were coming up, I would play. Oh, I see. Yeah. <clears throat> because as you hit bombs, your confidence grows. Right. Your scores go down. Yes. Confidence yes. goes up. Mm-hmm. And overall attractiveness increases. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And... and- and you don't need some excuse to get out of it. Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. Yeah. It's out, it's out now, okay? It's out. Now it's out. I, 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 you're busted, okay? You're busted. It took me to put two and two together. I, I don't know why I didn't think of this a few years ago when you said you were going to the graduation. I wasn't going to the graduation. Ah! He's gonna graduation! Cause the course is long and straight. That's it. It was the time to take a week off. <laughs> okay. Say no more.
0: <laughs> that is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And you know what? I hate I don't like Phil Mickelson. Fuck Phil Mickelson. That said, I gotta give him a little bit of credit. He he let You let Larry David do this, and uh, it's pretty damn funny. That'll do it for me today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you cannot even think of a day without me that ends in a Y, Monday through Friday, subscribe to Friday's subscriber edition of the Steve Zabin Show. I don't call it a premium edition because it's really not premium, although I would say that Football Five Ways Friday is delicious. We will go through all the NFL games. Uh, Mr. X will give us his gambling liens. We got charge on fantasy, college football, plus a variety of other stories throughout the week. All football related on Friday. And I thank everyone who is already a subscriber, and I'll see you tomorrow. If you are not, uh, make sure to do so and jump on board. I appreciate it. It helps out the overall effort here at Zaidcast Studios and Industries for me to keep going forward. In the meantime, have a great Thursday, everybody, and we will see you next time. Gambling on football, you say. Well, well, well.